Hey everybody, my name is Ben Gramico. I'm from InterNACHI, and this is a free online live interactive webinar that we do. We call them InterNACHI webinars. And sometimes I'm doing a presentation and sometimes we have a special guest and those webinars are the best webinars. And so this webinar, we have a special guest, um, Matthew Hawley from Hawley Home Inspections. Matthew is uh, located in Illinois. He is an InterNACHI member. He's an InterNACHI certified professional inspector, and he is uh, a master's inspector. Uh, he's um, also a licensed home inspector as well. Illinois is a regulated state for home inspectors, and he has his license. And uh, he's been a home inspector for a long time now. And what Matthew has done is uh, today for us is something I really appreciate. Um, I really value when uh, someone who's really busy operating a successful business takes a break and shares what they know uh, with others so that we can all uh, rise our boats, right? We can all get a little bit better at what we do and be successful at our businesses. So Matthew, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking time out and talking with us today. Ben, thank you very much. Have you ever wondered why your phone is not ringing? <laughs> Have you ever wondered why your calendar is up to have you ever wondered, what am I doing wrong? I have been there, and I've asked those my, myself those exact same questions. In 2010, I started my company. I did a whopping 10 inspections that year. In 2011, I set the world on fire. Not. I did 150 inspections that year. So when 2012 got here, I decided I need to start doing stuff differently. So that's where... I began the process that allowed me to grow. In 2013, I hired my first inspector. In 2015, I hired my first part-time inspector. In 2017, I hired my second full-time inspector. Since 2018, we have done over a thousand inspections a year, every year. And in 2020, even with COVID, we had our best gross year and our best year inspection number wise, we continue to grow. My name is Matt Hawley. Thank you for joining me for Marketing 101. Before I get started, <clears throat> I wanna give you a little bit of background about myself. I've been around construction since I was about five years old. I live in a small town in Southern Illinois of 750 people. Yes, there are apartment complexes in major cities that my entire town will fit in. The closest town of any size to us is about an hour drive to St. Louis. So in 2010, my wife and family convinced me to become a home inspector and to start my own company. I found the inspection course and the state test to be fairly easy. There was a few tricks and bumps here and there, but it was fairly easy. The hardest part was yet to come, starting a company with no knowledge on anything. <clears throat> The schools make it sound like it's real easy. That's a lie. What they don't tell you is that less than 20% of the new home inspectors are still in business two years after they complete their stuff and are successful. What I'm hoping is that we could raise those numbers from 20% to 30, 40, even 50% of the home inspectors are still in business after two years and are making a profit. Most home inspectors make several mistakes starting out. One of the most common mistakes is thinking I'm super home inspector, that I can just run into the office, drop some business cards and brochures off, go home and watch the money roll in. I'm gonna be honest with you, I made that same mistake. And that's probably why I only did 10 inspections my first year in business. To truly succeed, as a home inspector, you first have to understand three simple things. The first one is the agents need to know you. The second is they will not, they need to trust you. And eventually the third one is they will use you, but they won't use you until they know you and they trust you. It takes an average of eight in-person physical contacts one-on-one -on -one are in a group with an agent before they are most likely going to trust you enough to give you a chance. Most inspectors quit 
after the second contact. They'll go start talking to a different real estate agent. They'll go start talking to a different company. They'll do something different. Persistence is your friend. Do not expect to walk into an established area and immediately take business away from an established home inspection business. Note, I said business, not home inspector. And this is why. The truth is, you're a marketing company that does home inspections on the site. <laughs> it was not until I fully realized that marketing was my primary purpose and home inspections paid the bills that I finally started to grow. You can be the best inspector in the market, your state, or even the entire world. But if they don't know who you are and how to find you, you're never going to succeed. In other words, if you're not promoting yourself, you're just an employee. 99% of the time, your first contact with your customer, who is also your buyer, will be at the inspection. Your marketing will set the expectations of the customer. Be sure to meet and exceed those expectations. Never overpromise and underdeliver, because when you do that, that's the definition of a pending problem. Marketing yourself is all about selling dreams. Watch a TV commercial, read a magazine ad. You'll notice they're not selling the quality of the workmanship or the quality of the material. They're selling that new car smell. <laughs> and when you're doing a home inspection, whether it's for a first time buyer that's buying a house that's 80 years old or somebody that's buying their first brand new house, you're selling a new home smell. In other words, they want to feel comfortable with who they're hiring and that you're knowledgeable. No one wants their dreams home to be discovered to be a nightmare or a money pit. Marketing starts long before you print your first piece of marketing material. It starts with the naming of your company. Do not call yourself the best inspector or use your first name unless you plan on always being a single man or single person company. I could have named myself Matt's Inspections. That's great if every home inspector I ever hire is named Matt. <laughs> the same goes with being the best inspector in blank town, county, even state. Yo. I operate in two states. If I said I was the best home inspector in Illinois, then nobody from Missouri is going to call me or vice versa. There's a lot of controversy over whether you should say, use your name, such as John Smith. Uh, some will say, keep it from, it'll keep you from selling and, and growing. I'm going to, I'll, I'll disagree with that one all day long. You look, you know, Henry Ford made an amazing company using his last name. Avoid using first name. Right. And I noticed that it's Holly Inspections, right? Holly Home Inspections. Correct. Yeah. And why did you uh, uh, settle for your last name, Home Inspections? I settled with my last name because I tried to license several different company names and they were all taken. Hmm. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to use my name because then it just shows that I stand behind me yep. and everything I do. Cool. Uh, now that you've got a company name and it is filed and registered with your state, the next thing to do is get a professional sounding voicemail. This is not a voicemail with your kids talking on it, uh, with your recorded while you're driving down the road with the wind noise, with your dog barking in the background, with some silly game on it. Uh, just a simple recording. Hello, this is Hometown Inspections. We are with another customer right now. Please leave a short message and someone will call you back as soon as possible. That's all you need. But keep in mind, call them back as soon as possible. Not the next day. Not next week. These are potential customers calling you, not telemarketers. Whenever possible, it's always best to have a backup call center. Hmm. And or somebody else that can answer your phone over a voicemail. Because when somebody calls, they want that live person. They want that interaction. 
for the longest time, I used my oldest daughter. Uh, then my wife took over the, the phones. Uh, then she eventually came into the office and she answers them full time. And we do have a backup center for just in case she can't answer it. We also, that backup center answers the phones after 6 p.m. at night first and answers them until 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and they answer them on the weekends. So my dinner doesn't get interrupted anymore. <laughs> when using a backup, whether it's a call center or an individual, if you can, let them schedule the inspection for you while they have the client on the phone. If they cannot schedule it, have them get the information and tell, let them tell them, I will have the inspector call you back as soon as he gets off the roof, out of the crawl space, whatever it is. That way they still know they're important. It's so important. It's so important, Matt. Uh, you know, our staff, um, we call home inspectors, we call our members, and we are always surprised by how many members, one, don't answer the phone, don't answer the phone at all. Just It just automatically goes to a, a very bad uh, personal uh, voicemail. Or when they do answer it, they're not expecting to uh, um be talking to our client or someone who wants to schedule a home inspection. It's like, they'll just say hello, right? They, they don't uh, use that opportunity. If someone is calling you, that's a fantastic opportunity to talk with somebody and schedule it, you know? And I think that is simple thing of answering your phone. Make sure you're answering your phone like a professional and communicating well and expecting this to be a job. Um, that, that simple task is overlooked. Another thing you want to make sure you do is check out your competition. Figure out what they offer. So when you start calling around, if everybody's offering a termite inspection or we're destroying insect organisms, depending on where you are in the country, it all goes by different names. But if everybody's doing that, figure out right off the bat how to do that. Get a subcontractor to do it. Take InterNACHI's uh, wood destroying organism class. Get yourself certified. But if everybody's doing it, you want to make sure you do it too. Hmm. Also, check out their social media, their Facebook, their website, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. They'll put a lot of information out there about themselves. Learn about them. Study them. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things you can avoid, or actually, I'm sorry. One of the big things you can do to help your buyer by having those subcontractors is they don't have to make seven different phone calls to schedule everything. So sometimes they will go to you because they don't have to call everybody else, even though you were more expensive than if they called around and made nine phone calls and did everything a la carte. You need to figure out what sets you apart from everybody else in your market. So basically, you need to find out what is your purple cow. And for those of us who live in rural areas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You drive down the road, you see a black cow, you see a black cow, you see a white cow, you see a brown cow. You see them by the thousands, you don't pay any attention to them. You drive through a field and there's a purple one standing there, I guarantee you, you're slamming on your brakes to stop and look at that purple cow and ask yourself, why is that cow purple and all the others are black and white? So advertise that. Find something that makes you different than at least 80% of your competition. Don't make the mistake of becoming the lowball inspector. Hmm. Uh, I hear it and I see it every year. Guys come in the market and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that uh, house for $200. Well, you could do 300 inspections at $200 each. Or you can do 200 inspections at $300 each. The difference is when you did 200 inspections at $300 each, you made the same amount of gross money, but you had a better profit margin and you had more time off to market, to be with your family, to grow and to do everything else you wanna do. Hmm. So don't get looped up in that I'm gonna be cheap. When you start out, you should be just about dead center of what your market is with the intentions of raising your prices in four months. Hmm. 
and continue to raise them until you get to the top three quarters. Marketing uh, materials, now that you have found your purple cow, the next thing is you got to get some business cards. You got to get some brochures done. Don't make the mistake of trying to design this stuff yourself and print it yourself. There again, I made that mistake. My cards look cheap. They felt cheap. And guess what people thought when they looked at them? That guy's cheap. <laughs> and he's doing poor quality work because that's what it said. Uh, I redesigned them a couple different times and then I joined InterNACHI and I found this amazing stuff they offered. They helped me redesign my logo and also my logo is professional looking. They helped me redesign my business cards and also they're, they're professional looking. Same with my brochures. And they saved me $700 a year on a printer because I now buy all my material from them. When I designed it and printed it myself, I burned up a printer every year and had to throw it away. I wasn't saving anything. It was costing me money to look cheap. Don't do it. So now you've got everything all designed, everything's ready to go. You're, you're like, ah, yes, I'm ready to head to the market, to the offices and start my marketing. No, you are not. In today's world, if you do not have a website and a website that's easy to navigate, you don't have to be a computer genius to figure your way around it. You are an instant nobody and they're not going to pay any attention to you. Same with getting a good Facebook page. LinkedIn, Twitter, all of it. The more you have out there, the better. Once you get that point and you're ready to head to the offices to start your marketing, before you leave, take a map of your area and put a pin where your house slash office is. Draw a circle. This is as far out as I want to go to do inspections. And then come in and draw another circle. And that's where you want to find your first offices to market at. Hmm. You market those offices farther away from you to begin with, because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be rough. You're going to have hard time stumble over words when you first go in. Make the mistakes there, and then move to the offices that are 10 minutes from your house, not the offices that are 45 minutes away. Continue to market to those offices farther away. Don't ever quit them. Once you start marketing to the inner offices though, you'll start to see gr your growth is more rapid because you're smoother with everything. Something to keep in mind though, before you head out to that office to market that first time, before you head out to do an inspection, before you walk out the door, period, stop in your mirror and look at yourself. <laughs> you do not have to go out of the house in a $5,000 custom-made three-piece suit. Do not go out of the house, though, in clothes that are wrinkled. Stains all over your shirt. Dirt on your pants. This is one that drives me nuts. Inspectors show up in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> you might as well get your flip-flops and go to the beach. <laughs> Dress like a professional. Wear a nice pair of pants. Slacks. Uh, all my inspectors wear cargo pants. They all wear button up the front shirts. Uh, and we used to wear polos. We went button up the front shirts because I think they look better. When buyers are buying high-end houses, they want somebody that looks high-end. Real estate agents, when they're selling high-end property, they want to work with a high-end inspector. If you want to show up in flip-flops and your tankless shirt, go for it. You're going to get the $30,000 people that are, well, they're, they're, they're looking for the bumps that are cheap, not quality. Something to always keep in mind, whether it's a first-time home buyer that has scratched every penny together and they're buying their first $50,000 house, or it's an investor or somebody that's very successful in life and they're buying their third vacation home and they're paying $1.2 million for it. Treat them all the same. They have friends, they have family members and you want them to like you, 
and refer business to you. The cheapest form of marketing you'll ever get and the most effective is referrals. Mm -hmm. If you want to read a really good book on guerrilla marketing, uh, Jay, Jay uh, Conrad, uh, Jay Conrad Levinson has a really good market book. Yeah. Marketing book on it. So what was his name? Is it J-A-Y? J-A-Y Conrad. C-O-N-R-A-D Levinson. L-E-B-I-N-S-O-N. The book is called Guerrilla Marketing. Yep. I see it. I Googled it. Yep. Remember, you're always a marketing company first and a home inspector second. Now that you've got in the offices, you've got to meet the greeter, you're getting established, you've been going there for about four weeks, now's the time to start asking them, hey, can I get a presentation? Presentations are a great way to uh, get introduced into the offices. One of the biggest mistakes we make when we do presentations though, is we go in thinking, it's all about me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Real estate agents get slammed with people coming in and telling them how I am so wonderful. It's all about me, 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 me. They don't want to hear that. Talk to them and tell them, make your presentations around how they can do their job easier, how they can make more money without costing them money in the process, how they can get more time with their family. When you make it about them and you educate them, they're going to want to give back to you because you helped them. Uh, another piece, great piece of marketing is open houses. Uh, especially when I first started out, I went to three to four open houses every Sunday, like clockwork. I was there before the agent got there at the first one. I offered to help them set up their open houses signs, get everything carried in, get everything ready. I would bring a bottle of water with me. I would bring a package of crackers with me and a folder that had a sample inspection report and everything in it. And I left that all on the counter for them. And I would ask them, what can I do to help you? By the time you get to house number two, three, four during the day, a lot of times they'll have people there. Introduce yourself to the agent, give them the water and stuff, go walk around the house. Do not approach the people looking at the house. Hmm. Have your shirt on with your company name on it, but do not directly approach them. If they come to you and ask you a question, you can answer it. Do not look desperate and do not look like you're chasing clientele's down or the agent's not going to let you stay there. Something really important to keep in mind is only about 20% of the real estate agents sell 80% of the property that's sold every year. The agent you're going to see at an open house is probably not the top of the market agent. It's going to be the assistant for that agent. It's going to be a new agent starting out. Always keep in mind, though, Moby Dick did not start as a great white whale. He started <laughs> as a little bitty guppy in a great big ocean. <laughs> and when you get in with that little bitty guppy, when nobody knows them and nobody's marketing to them, when they get their first house and they need an inspection, it's your chance to shine. And then you get their second and their third and their fourth. My company does the inspections for the number two largest team in the entire state of Illinois. Mm. We do all of their inspections. And we'll let you know a little secret. I got it because I answered a phone call from her. Mm. When she was on the listing side, she had a question. I answered my phone. Yeah. And for the last... Eight years now, we've done 100% of her inspections. Huh. Ask questions. Ask the agents, what can I do to help you? That is such a critical question. And a perfect example of that is when I got out of the Army, I came home, uh, saved my money up for a little bit, 
kept driving past the dealership and they had this three quarter ton truck, four wheel drive there that I was just slobbering all over. I was in my early twenties. I was just, that was my dream. I went to the bank. I was pre-approved for the loan. I went there. I talked to the salesman. We took a test drive. Hmm. We came back and he said, Hey Matt, if you don't mind, he asked me a lot of questions while we were driving. He said, if you don't mind, I want to show you this other truck over here. He said, it's only two wheel drive, but it's brand new. I wasn't really excited about it, but I looked at it. I drove it, came back and this one had air and power windows and all kinds of stuff that three, three quarter ton didn't have. <laughs> and he pointed out to me, he goes, this truck is $7,000 less than the one you're wanting. Hmm. And all you need to do is pull your boat. This one will do it and get better gas mileage. He listened to what I was saying, turned it all around and marketed to that specifically. Since then, I have bought four more personal vehicles from him. Hmm. I have now bought seven business vehicles from him. My parents have bought from him and my daughter has bought from him. Huh. Because he took the time to market to me. Because he listened to what I wanted and sold me what I needed, not what I thought. Social media marketing, uh, that is growing so fast. Uh, it's amazing what is and isn't out there on social media nowadays. There are a few things that everybody needs to know about. It. Yes, you can post too much on your social media. A lot of people think you can't, but if, if Facebook is really upset if you're just throwing way too much stuff out there, they'll, they'll trim you back. Try to keep it to one post a day sometimes two, one a day though. Try to keep your post uh, funny memes about the job, uh, helpful tips. There again, reoccurring thing, way to help people. We do a home maintenance tip every week. Make it about them, not about you. I do a lot of short one to two minute videos during inspections when I see simple 10, 15, $20 fixes. I'll turn my phone around, introduce myself, turn it around to, the, to what's going on, use my free hand, show it, talk about the $20 fix, hmm. turn around, make sure I give them my name and my phone number so they can contact me yep. and post those on social media. We get huge reviews off that. And you do, you do Facebook? Do you do the other things? Instagram? We do Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, there's, 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 there's one more and I can't remember it. I'd have to ask my marketing person and she's getting ready to start doing TikTok. TikTok. Uh, to be honest <laughs> with you, I don't even know what TikTok is. <laughs> well, I hope I don't see you dancing on TikTok. Let me just yeah. say that. But I, I, I've hired a full-time marketing person. She's 26 years old and she's like, oh yeah, you're going to get on there and do all this. It's like, have at it. I don't even know how to spell TikTok. <laughs> Uh, but one question related to that, do all of your inspectors do this or is this just you and your business doing this? I encourage all my inspectors to do it. Uh, a couple of them do. Yep. A couple of them are like, no, I, I don't feel comfortable doing those. <laughs> right. uh, another one, and you're going to have this happen at some point in, when you're doing an inspection. You're standing on a roof and you turn around and you're looking over that amazing valley view below you. Right. Or you're standing on the back deck. Uh, you walk out as the sun sets over the, the lake where you just snap that picture yeah. and post it on Facebook and just talk about every now and then you got to stop and enjoy the view. <laughs> Those are get amazing uh, reviews when you do that. Uh, there again, if you're, if, if you're on Facebook and stuff, go find other home inspectors. See what they're posting. Follow them too. Uh, if you watch on the different home inspector groups on Facebook, you're going to notice there's a pattern. About 50% of the home inspectors out there say you can only market and target real estate agents. Hmm. The other 50% say, nope, I do everything via social media only. I don't go to a real estate office. I realized about a year ago that I did everything aimed towards uh, 
real estate offices. So at the start of last year, we started a social media campaign and stuff. And that is probably what helped us last year when all the offices closed down and I couldn't get in them. I went after the social media end of stuff. And I realized by combining both markets, I doubled the people that I can get inspections from. And it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> That's the best part. Uh, just the same as when you're taking stuff and dropping it off in offices, whether it's offices, uh, open houses, I don't go to a restaurant and order dinner without giving the waitress an ink pen that has my name and number on it. Everything you do has to have your name, your phone number, website, email, social media. Make it as easy as possible to find you because if they can't find you, they can't contact you. Hmm. You should always ask the clients too, how'd you find me? <laughs> how'd you choose me over all the other home inspection companies in the earth? And I love this. I, I, I ask it at every inspection. I have all, all my inspectors ask it at every inspection. And I have them report back to me what the client tells us. We get a lot. Our, it was our Facebook page, our website. They went to the Better Business Bureau. Uh, we've got... 400 and some Google reviews, uh, their realtor gave us name, lenders, title companies, insurance companies, friends and family. Uh, we get a lot because we're veteran owned and operated. Uh, mm -hmm. We get a lot because we give discounts to veterans. Mm -hmm. The buyer's not even a veteran, but due to the fact that we give back to them, it's like, you know, you're $50 more than the other guy, but I'm still going to give the inspection to you. Mm -hmm. Uh I get told my office staff is really helpful. We were able to get them in fast. We, we get to everybody within three days. Uh, my favorite all time though, was I had somebody tell me, you know, back when I was in high school, there was this girl in school. Her last name was the same as yours. And I had the biggest crush on her, but I never could walk up, work up the nerve to ask her out or even ask her what her first name was. I only knew it because it was on her locker, her last name. He said, so when your name came across the sheet, it was just fate. I had to pick you. <laughs> that's the honest guy. I, that's, that's what they said. Uh, now, if you're in my local market uh, here in St. Louis and Southern Illinois, I want you to forget everything you've just heard and anything you learned and keep doing stuff the way you were doing it. <laughs> no, 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 more serious number. Uh, grab a pen and a piece of paper though. And I don't care where you are on this planet. This is my cell phone number. It is 618-593-7115. Call me anytime you want. Hmm. Just don't call me at 2 in the morning because I will not answer my phone at 2 in the morning. If I'm in the middle of an inspection, I will, I'll get your name and number and I will call you back. Hmm. Otherwise, you can email me. My email, my direct email to me is matt, M-A-T-T dot H-H-I dot gm at gmail email me anytime you want i will respond to you more than not the same day at worst case six o'clock the next morning when i get up hmm. uh ben we get any questions or anything we do do you have time to oh uh, yeah oh fantastic and we have over a hundred uh people registered and attending the webinar so you better watch your phone matt <laughs> hey i put it out there for everybody i don't care so Sheldon, he chatted, not sure if you'll be touching upon this, but what report software does everyone think is the best to start my business with? I'm leaning, leaning towards Spectora. I, I, I'm personally, I'm learning Spectora. It's, it seems to be a, a really good software. I really like it a lot. What about you, Matt, and your company? So we use a hits inspected. Uh, for me, I like it because it's a very simple program. Which is it? it which is it a again? hit? A hit. A, yes. they're, they're inspected. Uh, it's not a fancy program. Uh, very basic. Spectora and them have some very nice features, though, where you can hover your mouse over the over a picture and blow it up to full size and stuff. Uh, it kind of really depends on what you want. Yep. There is, in my opinion, no report software that is perfect. <laughs> You're going to customize them. And you just got to figure out what works best for you. 
Do, you, do all of your inspectors use the same software? Yes. I supply all my inspectors with the software, all their equipment, their insurance, the whole yards. Do you uh, get a chance to review um, all of your reports uh, produced by your company or is, um, how's, that, how's that work? How do you know what reports are going out and that you like it or not? So a new inspector, when they're hired on for the first month, I will look at every report they turn in. Yeah. They'll do anywhere from 40 to 60 inspections with me before they're allowed to do their first one by themselves. Yeah. Once they go out on their own for the first month, I will look at every inspection they do. Hmm. Once I feel comfortable that they're not making any mistakes, I then drop back to about once a month. I randomly pull every inspector. I pull about one a month and just scan through it, make yeah. sure they're, they're not got off the reservation and gone somewhere strange. <laughs> right. And uh, talking about riding along with your uh, inspectors and overseeing, in Illinois, there are ride-along requirements to become a licensed home inspector. Um, did you ever do that with, with another home inspector? Did you ever ride along while you're uh, beginning as a new inspector? And did you ever find a mentor or, or something like that? Unfortunately, no. When hmm. I called around to the home inspectors in our area, they're, oh, you're going to be in my competition. I can't talk to you. Uh, <laughs> that's why when I saw this and I saw your mentor program, uh, six months or so ago, Ben, I signed up for it. That's great. I get people call me up all the time out of the random blue and want to ride along. And I take them. It's like, come spend a day with me. I'm going to buy you lunch. Tell you everything I know. And if you have any questions, then call me. That's fantastic. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mm, so, uh, Matt, so how do you answer your phone? Um, Brent wants to know. Uh, and Donald uh, is commenting, um, like, how do you answer your phone? Do you, do you say, hey, this is from nope. this company or something? We, we answer our phones by saying, thank you for choosing Holly Home Inspections. May we help you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Michael asks, why is there such a focus on real estate agent referrals in this industry? Wouldn't it be more logical to focus marketing directly to buyers and sellers as an independent, unbiased expert rather than perceived conflict of interest of not wanting to kill the deals with real estate agents. Uh, that's where the social media and everything is allowing us to kind of chase that market some. Uh, but right now, the biggest majority of the people, when they get to that point that they're getting an inspection done, they've built a uh, relationship with their agent yeah. and they trust their agent. And they're asking their agent, who do you recommend? Who do you know, know that does a good job because whether the agent's brand new or been doing it for a long time, they've got out there and they've established the perceived persona that I sell a hundred houses a year and I know what I'm doing. Yep. Yep. And you're doing a really great uh, job uh, giving us these tips because um, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, just like when a friend of mine says, Hey, you got to check out this restaurant. I'll go to the restaurant website just to make sure that, you know, it looks okay. You know, I'll take the recommendation for sure, but I want it to, I want to confirm um, myself uh, about the, about the restaurant, you know, before I go and take my family there and eat. I want to see pictures of the food and the menu and things like that. So, similar to home inspections. Like if a real estate, if you ask a real estate agent, what's your, who's your favorite top two, three uh, home inspectors, you know, probably uh, afterwards, uh, you know, you can just imagine that person going on their mobile device and typing in, you know, howlyhomeinspections.com and, and seeing how uh, the website goes, you know, just to confirm, you got to be on social media as well, you know, sharing, not just, not speaking just to real estate agents, but just sharing value to everyone. Uh, let's see. Um, One thing, uh, Ben, you, you mentioned yeah. deal killers. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I'll have agents mention that now and then, and I'll tell agents all the time, I'm not a deal killer. I've never killed a house. Some houses have committed suicide and that's not my fault. <laughs> Lee asks, what kind of money should a new inspector expect to make uh, and to put there and in, in, in invest in marketing in the first few months? I, I know you had a, a lot of challenges and struggle in the beginning, but what do you think a home inspector, what's the, how much money should a new home inspector invest in marketing 
and how much return on that investment should they expect to make? That's, That's a, tough a tough one because every market is different. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and so I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the most computer savvy uh, person. So I hired somebody to do my computer work for me, to do my marketing. Cost a couple hundred dollars a month uh, starting out. Now I, now I do it in-house. Uh, Allie does an amazing job for us. If you're good with it and you're comfortable doing it yourself, you can do it for next to nothing. Hmm. But you've got to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are and when you need to hire stuff out. You know, uh, Internachi has a great uh, social media program hmm. where they can help you with all that stuff. Hmm. Um, there, there's several out there, but I know Internachi's got a top-notch one. Hmm. Uh, Steve mentions he would love you to spend a little bit more time on this topic about open houses since right now it's one of the only opportunities, he says, we have to connect to real estate agents. And also Felix asks about, um, you know, most agents aren't in the office right now due to COVID. How do you reach out to, how do you reach out to them? How do you, is it just, you know, seeing them at open houses or do you call them up, uh, you know, old time uh, cold calls? Uh, or emails or what? So one thing my marketing person does every day of the week, uh, when she comes in either at the beginning of the day or the end, she calls 10 agents on our list of real estate agents. And we keep track of every agent we've had on the buyer side and the uh, seller side. And she just asks them the simple question. And is there anything we can currently do to help you? She doesn't try to, to sell them anything or anything else, just, is there anything we can do to help you? Just the same as since uh, COVID and it got really hard to get in the offices, we now take bowls into the offices every week that have a two ounce hand sanitizer in them, two ounce hand lotions and a chapsticks and our, and our brochures. We take five hand sanitizers, five hand lotions and four chapsticks. Huh. And we actually have offices that'll call us and say, hey, uh, we're out of hand sanitizer. Can you drop a couple more off? <laughs> we'll get by there in a day or two and drop a couple more off. And we're getting business out of offices doing that, that we never got business out of at all before. Hmm. Every one of those has our name and phone number on Let's see. Um, open houses. Should I bring flyers and rack cards, business cards? Should I leave stuff behind? Or is this just more of a, uh, a chat opportunity it's, to shake hands? It's, it's a lot more of a chat opportunity, but yes, you can do all that. You can bring flyers, brochures, rack cards. What I do is I buy orange folders, like my kids take to school. I buy them at Walmart for 15 cents a piece. And inside that, I slip in a copy of an inspection report uh, or, or weekly tips, uh, a brochure, a couple of business cards. And then I put a sticker on the front of it with our name and phone number and everything. And I tell them that I've left some general information in there for them to look at at their leisure. That way I'm still keeping it all about them and not pushing us on them. Yep. Um, someone, uh, Brandon asks, uh, what's your email again? <laughs> How about Holly Home Inspections, right? Hollyhomeinspections.com? No. No, but my, my, that you can't get a hold of us that way, but my direct email to me yep. is Matt, M A T T dot H H I dot G M at gmail.com. Uh, Matthew Hank said, I shadowed with Matt a couple months ago. I started my own home inspection business close to his area of operations. I've had many questions. I've emailed Matt directly. He's always replied and pointed me in the right direction. Thank you again. So there you go. Thank you, Matt. Um, let's see. Uh, Jamie asks, uh, you know, this is a similar question. What are you doing differently with contacting agents during this pandemic restriction? Is it really oh. is it tough in your area? Is everything shut down? Well, we've gone back and forth. We're, this week, we're back opened up some. Hmm. They're, they're already threatening to shut us completely down again next week. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's a seesaw battle, battle. We do the phone calls. Um, been sending emails to them, just asking them how they're doing. Uh, I stock them on Facebook. <laughs> if I, I don't want to do. I've got a running calendar. 
that says when their birthday is. Yeah. I will call them and wish them a happy birthday. If I don't know when their birthday is, I'll pick a random day and call them and say, hey, Tammy, I just wanted to call and say happy birthday. Right. She'll be like, well, this ain't my birthday. Oh, <laughs> my notes are wrong. Can I, can I get the right date then? <laughs> now I have their birthday. Yeah, and something to chuckle over. <laughs> I'll send them a postcard every couple you know, every couple months. Just ask them, how are you doing? Is there yeah. anything we can do to help you out? Yep. Uh, in line with that, Scott asks, do you recommend giving agents a little gift or a snack at open houses or, or something else? At open houses, yes. Uh, I use cheese crackers. I started with peanut butter crackers uh, just because I like those better than I do cheese ones. <laughs> Until an agent told me, oh, man, I get a peanut allergy. It's like, <laughs> duh. And I flipped to cheese ones. <laughs> it was, they're, they're easy, cheap. Put your name on the package. Uh, another one we do a lot of is especially when we get a uh, agent for the first time. We got little cardboard houses we take to the office. Then after we've done the inspection for them, we throw a couple little candies in there. We throw some business cards and stuff. We tie it on orange string. On in the top of it's a three foot helium balloon. This is thank you, great big across it, and we set it on their desk. So That's when people great. come in the office, you go, what, 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 what do they got over there? Why'd they get That's that? Fantastic. That's fantastic. And oh, then. Awesome. Uh, this month this month will be the first month we're going to do this one we're going to do it at the end of every month we're going to announce the agent of the month huh. and we're going to take whichever real estate agent we did the most inspections with and we're going to give them a small gift uh twenty dollar starbucks card or something i haven't figured out exactly what it's going to be i still got a couple of days to work out the details i'm going to get a picture though at their office presenting that card to them and i'm going to put it on facebook that they were the agent of the month to get other agents competing yeah. for that slot. <laughs> and then, then at the end of the year, we'll do agent of the year. Yeah. So let's see who had the most for the year. Uh, Steve asks, with the exception of uh, InterNACHI's excellent marketing, thanks, uh, and services they offer, what other companies do you use for promotional items such as pens, notepads, uh, things you give away, like little gifts and, and knickknacks and stuff? So we use uh, uh, four imprints. For our shirts, uh, a lot of our marketing material comes from foreign prints. Uh, we get uh, we use residential warranty services for their warranties and stuff. That's that's a great purple cow right there on its own to help separate you away. Same as the ninety day buyback program is that Internachi offers. Um, uh, oh gosh, our pen company. The place we get our pins from is. Uh, I can't think of it now. That's they awesome. send me emails every morning. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. When I got to order pins, I just call and say, hey, Haley, send me the, you know, another order. Yeah. Yep. Uh, That's okay. Uh, Kevin asks, do you pursue banks and lending agencies and underwriters, different yes. sources of revenue? Yes, we do. National Pen. That was the name of the uh, pen company. National Pen. Uh, we just recently had, when we asked the buyer, how'd they pick us? They told us, well, you were on my real estate agents list. You were on my lenders list. You were on my insurance company's list. And Fred at work liked you too. <laughs> so, and, and they're like, your name was the only one that was consistent yeah. to everybody. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I chase lenders. I chase title companies, uh, insurance companies. I don't care. I'll market to them all. Yep. Uh, Scott asks, what's the best promo items you can recommend for new businesses? Uh, he has business cards and rack cards, but what else? Well, one of the things that I would recommend since I'm from InterNACHI is to get certified. So Matt, his business is in a regulated state where you got to attain a license, a state license. But to help with Matt's business in the marketing department, um, that's where InterNACHI can help you in your business. So we have a lot of members but the marketing team gets triggered when you become InterNACHI certified. So become certified through InterNACHI and then we can help you with your marketing. Um, and we have an entire marketing team. We have seven full-time people working on members marketing uh, materials, designing logos and designing rack cards and business cards and things like that. So, um, and that's a, a free service. 
for internationally certified inspectors. That's one of the other things. But what what else do you do? Like I also used to deliver uh, peaches and peach candy, and uh, when they used to have uh, regular uh, office meetings for the real estate agents, I would bring in peach pastry uh, and just feed them like that. But what other promotional items do you know uh, that you can share with us, Matt? Oh, so I said, you know, we, we do the hand sanitizers and stuff. That's real popular. Uh, one that really kind of surprises me and it doesn't cost anything to make or next to nothing is I have seasonal tips broke down by quarter, spring, mm. summer, fall, winter. Yeah. And it's, each one has anywhere from 12 to 15 items on it. It's really aimed at first-time homebuyers. I print them and I email them out. And the number of times the agents will tell me, oh, yeah, I take it and I put it on the refrigerator with a magnet. And I tell my husband, that's your checklist for this quarter. <laughs> go clean the gutters. Go break the leaves away from the air. You just, that's it, gets a lot, it gets a lot of feedback. Uh, and you never know what works, right? You try a bunch yeah. of things and that's okay if, if something is a failure, at least you learn from it. Uh, refrigerator magnets, those, those are are good. You know, there's just so much. Yep. Um, Mike says, uh, do you connect with other home inspectors uh, using LinkedIn? Yes. Uh, I connect with them in LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, in person. As a matter of fact, I started the internet G chapter for home inspectors in our area a year and a half ago. Hmm. I went around, I went to the real estate board got a copy of every list of every home inspector on that board. And I called each one of them and personally invited them to join us. Huh. Our, our fees are a whopping $20 a year to be a member. <laughs> and now that we've gone to zoom, it's probably going to just go free because we don't have a hall. You know, we had to pay uh, $50 a month for our uh, hall. Yep. So we all paid 20 bucks a year and that covered it. Uh, now that we're doing a zoom, it's going to become free. Well, Matt, I really appreciate the time. Uh, looks like we hit a lot of questions. Uh, if you have more questions, Matt's available. He provided his, uh, his phone, amazingly, his phone and an email. We really appreciate that, Matt, and appreciate the time that you uh, have given to us. And we really like those home, uh, home inspector marketing tips that you just shared. It was really good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. I wish everybody a good, safe day and a great 2021. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you attending InterNACHI webinar. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye.